Good afternoon all. This is Dom with Watch Women on the Wall. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. I'm out here in the woods hearing about 50 different bird types, bird species go off. It's really pretty out here. If you noticed, I'm, I've donned one less layer of clothing, so one more sign that we're getting to uh, spring and warmer weather here in Ohio. <laughs> uh, this is a very busy week. There's a lot happening. Um, I think prophetically things are off the charts right now. So we know that um, we're within the season of our Jesus coming to, to receive us to himself. Uh, I want to ask you guys to be in prayer for this coming weekend. Uh, if you haven't heard already, there's a thing called uh, SatanCon going on in Boston. I don't want to give Satan any glory. but. Uh, Watchman Adam and another Watchman, I forget his name, are going up there and they'll be um, handing out tracts, praying for people, praying around the area. Um, just want to pray for their protection, but also for um, that um, the work of darkness will be um, squelched in that area and that anything that um, Satan wants to um, get accomplished will, will falter and that the enemy's plans will not be victorious in the lives of those people and also that chains will be broken and uh, people will actually walk away disenfranchised with the enemy and uh, looking for Jesus. You know, there's a saying that says, uh, may the darkness be so dark that when the light enters the room, people are attracted to it. Um, maybe I just made that up. But the idea is that it's so dark, sometimes it's so dark that um, the first sign of light that shines in, um, in, the, in a dark room attracts. So I pray that be the case for those going to the SatanCon festival. Uh, also next week, uh, Prince Charles, did, well, I guess he's King Charles now, but he'll be officially coronated. Um, I think it's May the 6th, with it, which I think is Friday or Saturday of next week. Uh, there is, seems to be a lot of things going on in signs in the heavens um, around that date. And of course we had Israel's uh, official birth, uh, birthday coming up May 14th, 75 years, but also their, um, if they're, you're going by the Hebrew calendar, calendar, which was IR the second, that was this past Tuesday into Wednesday, I believe. So yeah, a lot prophetically going on. And with that, I wanted to share a few things with you today. Uh, first off, I wanted to share a dream that my husband had uh, yesterday, Wednesday, April 26th. And upon receiving it, at first he, you know, like a lot of times you do, you wake up and you're thinking, what was that all about? But the dream's details stuck with him, so he gave me the dream. And I want to read it to you. Um, I had a paradigm shift while I was listening to this dream, and I'll tell you after, after the dream this time. So my husband had a dream last night. I guess I wrote this down Wednesday. He was in the military, and he said the adversary was German, but he wasn't sure of the location of the dream. Now there was this castle wall that was crumbling, so like an outer castle wall. And it was then, it was thin in that area where it was crumbling, so he looked into the, the wall. Um, what he saw was an old woman on the inside of the wall, and she spotted him and started herding young children away from the wall. She then started chanting blood for blood. My husband's group of soldiers then shot their arrows over the wall and charged the castle. When they got in, they discovered piles of armor and no soldiers to fight. 
It was too quiet and he sensed they were walking either into a trap or they at least had a sense of dread like something was off since they were alone. Now, as I was listening to this, I got the impression, um, I believe the Spirit was showing me, the Holy Spirit was showing me this, that this wasn't, um, my husband was actually seeing things from the viewpoint of the, en the enemy, the adversary. And I'll tell you why in a minute. So he dreamt he was in a military, and I believe that this military is the force of evil. He was going up against a castle wall, and I, I still don't know why he said that his adversary was German. I really couldn't figure out why that was, if that was even important to this, this dream. Um, but the castle wall was crumbling, and it was thin in the area he looked into. And notice he spotted um, an old woman ins inside and she started herding young children away from the wall. Now the enemy is looking for weak points in our defenses as Christians. And I believe as people in general, the enemy hates us. But specifically as Christians, he's looking for weak points in our armor and weak points in our defenses. And uh, one group of people he definitely goes after a lot is one demographic is young children. And uh, I saw that firsthand this week. I had a situation with one of my daughters where she out and out behaved in a way that was so appalling to me that it actually startled me. It surprised me and angered me at first. And uh, I went on a walk to talk to God about it because it, 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 it almost alarmed me so much. And uh, then it, I realized that this was spiritual warfare and uh, the enemy can get at our children. He can use our children too. But the Lord showed me in that moment that this was warfare and that I wasn't treating it like it was warfare, even though I should have been. And so in this dream, he, was, he spotted this woman with these children. I believe the Holy, the Holy Spirit represented the older woman. And she herded the children away because she was protecting them and pulling them away from that wall. And what she said, blood for blood, she kept saying blood for blood, uh, which I believe was basically a proclamation that Jesus' blood atones for ours. See, when we are born, we're born with a sin nature. And it's in our veins. It's in our very life. The life is in the blood. But the problem is, is that we're born with a sin nature. And um, we all are deserving of death. We're deserving of hell. But because of that, Jesus came down to earth. He lived in our place. He lived right alongside of us. And he was perfect. He was God made flesh. And I believe that this dream was talking about the blood, his blood being the atoning sacrifice for us. Uh, so then he said that his group of soldiers shot their arrows over the wall and charged the castle. And I immediately got the picture of Ephesians 6. Uh, when the enemy is described as shooting fiery darts. And um, it's, all, it's always talking about whatever translation you have, it'll say darts or arrows. But whenever you see arrows, it's usually referring to the enemy attacking us and not the other way around. We're usually blocking his blows. Um, there are times when we take the defensive and there are times when we take the offensive. I've often quoted that scripture that talks about us um, storming the gates of hell. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And uh, in that case, we're on the offensive. But in this dream, 
I believe this was the enemy shooting these arrows over the wall and they charged the castle. So they charged our defenses, so to speak. But what did they find? They found a pile of armor and no soldiers to fight. I believe this represents the rapture. We will not need that spiritual armor anymore. We will have glorified bodies and we will not be here to fight them. There will come a time when we come back seven years later with the Father. But again, we'll be in our glorified bodies. So that pile of armor for me was kind of the clincher as to whose side my husband was on in the dream. Uh, and then he said it was too quiet and he sensed they were walking into a trap or there was a sense of dread like something was off since they were alone. And so I believe in the tribulation period, it's gonna, the enemy already knows his time is short, but the problem is, is he has to work within the confines of uh, God's sovereignty. So as God is actually, Jesus, it's actually the wrath of the lamb, Jesus breaking these seals and these um, these bowl judgments, these trumpet judgments. And so um, I believe the enemy is going to realize that, you know, as as he's as he's having his free reign, so to speak, for a little while, I think it will dawn on the enemy that uh, it's not going to be without its struggles because uh, he has to contend with the wrath of God um, and work around with that somehow. Well, the Antichrist is trying to rule the world, trying to gain control of the world, yet dealing with God's judgments. So I, there definitely will be a sense of doom, and I believe in general when the church leaves, um, yes, that's one less headache for the enemy, but it's also going to signal uh, that judgment's going to come. This is the day of the Lord that's coming. We are leaving right at the dawn of that day, I believe. So that's his dream, and Interestingly enough, my sister gave me a dream that her little seven-year-old daughter had Sunday, April 23rd. So this all happened this week. She read, she uh, gave me permission to read this, and I just love this. I, this is kind of on a lighter side, and so I wanted to share this with you. Her letter said, Hey, Dawn, my daughter, I'll just leave her name out of it. My daughter woke up this morning and told me she had a dream um, that night, uh, last night, that she was sitting in my spot at our kitchen table making a Mother's Day card for me. As she was working on it, the words, get ready, appeared in gleaming gold in the card. At that moment, an angel came down through the ceiling and landed to her left. The angel put its arm around her side and lifted her up through the house and up through the air. And I must stop here for a second. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if this is a timestamp or not, but notice she was writing a letter for her mother before Mother's Day for her. And I'm not saying that all this is going to take place exactly like her dream, but I thought it was pretty interesting and, you know, worthy of note with all that we're watching for right now. So, okay, at this point, she stopped telling me the dream and just giggled. I asked her what she was giggling about. She said she saw all of us along with a bunch of other people shooting upward and we were all naked. <laughs> My son responded, of course, like the Garden of Eden. That was her dream. It's awesome because she had been asking the Lord for a rapture dream and he answered her prayer. And I know that if for any reason we are without clothing at that very moment, streaking up to the sky quite literally, 
we are not going to feel any sense of uh, embarrassment or anything. We're just going to be in awe. I don't even think we'll be looking around much. I think we'll be looking up. But I just thought that was so cute. And uh, I can almost hear my niece's giggle right now. She has kind of like a raspy little, raspy little voice. Very funny. So anyways, uh, I didn't say I believed everything was like exactly how it's going to be. But I thought that was so funny and so cute. And it's just like a child too. To have a dream like that i think if we are we'll be so blindingly bright we won't even notice so not worried about that um <laughs> one last thing i want to share with you is something that um the lord impressed upon my heart to write um i was in prayer this afternoon and uh i haven't written in quite some time i used to write poems and things like that and this is not a thus saith the lord this is just a word that i was given and i wrote down and um, I just wanted to share with you um, just to kind of gauge uh, where our hearts are as we wait for his appearing. This is what it says. And you know what? I should just turn it around. You've seen my face enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, I'll just read it. All right. This is the last hour. And what will we do with it? How will we spend it? You see, it is not a measurement, so easy to calculate as a clock. More of an upturned hourglass. But even now, we surely sense the sand speeding up as the last, the last grain slipped through. We'll retreat this hour as a last hurrah, fulfilling our earthly wishes on our metaphorical bucket lists, an attitude of self-gratification in the midst of a world in chaos, or will we glaze over with ambivalence to this knowledge simply because the warning has gone out so often that we no longer place much value on the word soon? How will we respond to the lost around us, family, friends, or even strangers? Will we continue to make small talk, dancing around the elephant in the room, that time is almost up, that Jesus will be taking his own and the world will be left to endure God's wrath? Or will we go another route? Will we enjoy the little blessings of each day with the understanding that a holy interruption could propel us up and away? Will we seize every moment with loved ones and strangers alike to demonstrate the love of God to them and then speak the truth in love? Father, grant us the wisdom the boldness, the gentleness, and above all, the love which you alone, its source, can give to be the light in the gathering darkness to a lost and dying world. Let that just be a gauge on where your heart's attitude is as you wait for him. What are you doing with your time? How do you value it? How do you spend it? Even though you hear the word, he's coming soon all the time I mean I know personally that's for me I can hear that word all the time and sometimes I get excited but if I'm being honest sometimes I get tired I want you to be encouraged he is coming he is coming and when you think about that hourglass and how the sand is rapidly it's rapidly closing in on that last final bit of sand in that funnel 
and you know as it gets closer to that funnel it seems to speed up that's time that's how it is right now and it might feel like we've got lots of time we may even be able to trick ourselves into thinking we've got lots of time but the truth of the matter is as soon as we hear that trumpet we'll know we're out of time so live each day like you're about to hear that trumpet don't be discouraged I know it's tough I know that uh, even the people, if you've already told lots of people, if you're like me, you've told a lot of people, but they don't listen and you get discouraged and you don't even know how to pray anymore. I get that. Lean into Jesus. Tell him. Tell him he understands. And if you are blessed enough to be a part of a family or have one friend or even a group like this to talk to, reach out. Reach out and talk to them about your frustrations and ask for prayer. Ask for prayer in my comment section. You guys, we have to stand together. The enemy is looking for holes in the wall. I pray he doesn't find any. Because our God is with us. I love you all, and I hope you have a beautiful evening. Maranatha, he's coming.